Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation. You can be seated. I'm so blessed for this opportunity, and I just want to start with, whoo, motherhood, right? You know, it's, it, there's never any struggles. You know, it's always rainbows and butterflies and bunnies. You never have problems. It's so funny. In the Habersham campus, I sing some, and sometimes I have to sing from the back because I have a toddler. And so I'm singing about exalting God while spanking my son in the back of the sanctuary. And I feel like motherhood, God just has to laugh at us because I'm like, we exalt your name, and then I'm beating my kid. So it's so funny, too, when Pastor Ryan was preaching on worship, Shabbat was to shout, right? I think, okay, I made an A. Shabbat was to shout, and I lean over to Kendra, and I'm like, I must worship God all the time because I Shabbat in it nonstop, <laughs> you know? We have to as a mother, right? It's, it's amazing, and it's so cool how God designed motherhood and the difference between motherhood and fatherhood. And I'm speaking on motherhood because that's all I know. As Pastor Ryan said, I've never been a father, so I'm grateful to speak on motherhood. But I want to honor our fathers, too, because I know I wouldn't be a mother or at all or be a good mother without my husband. And I know you all feel that way about yours when you're, you're weak and you're tired and you're, you're leaning over. Your husband just kind of props you up and fills in, and it's covenant and it's teamwork. And I'm so grateful for our dad. So I'm speaking on motherhood, but I'm not a feminist or anything. I know that the Bible says that, that God uh, doesn't show favoritism. He's not a respecter of person. And we always say that about color, red and yellow, black and white, right? But I think it applies to gender, too. And so if God can use men, he can use women in different ways, but they're all equal. We're, we all have important roles. And as I'm going through this season change of motherhood, it's different, right? So as we go from a couple to a family, as a couple, you know, we did ministry, and that's all we knew. Even when we were young, that's all we did was ministry and, you know, serving coffee or checking kids in or doing whatever that God designed Tyler and I to do. We've always done it. And then when we come into covenant, we get to do it together, which is an unbreakable bond, and it's so great. And then when you become a mother, you have another ministry. Motherhood is a ministry. And it's one of the most important ministries that God will ever give you. And as I'm going through the season change of ministry outside the home, I'm having to shift to ministry inside the home. And sometimes it's a thankless job, right, moms? I don't think Emmett's ever looked at me and said, oh, thank you for, for feeding me and changing my diaper. You know, nobody ever says that. And so it's a very thankless job, whereas when you're outside the ministry, you get Jada's hugs and you get Kendra's hugs and you get all these people and they just love you and, and you're just surrounded by awesome people. And then you're at home and you're surrounded by a couple awesome people, but they don't always see what we do in the background. And it's just a, it's a different change for me. And how can I balance outside the home ministry? Because I don't believe that our children are meant to not see us serve. And I feel like there is a balance, though, be between serving inside the home and outside the home. So as I'm going through this change, I'm asking God, what, is, what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? I've only done outside the home ministry. And that's all I've ever done. And now I'm having to change. And how, how does that look? What does that look like? You know, as you go through a new season, it's almost like you have blinders on. And you're like, what? What am I supposed to do? So I begin asking God, my quiet time is in my car. 
in my car, I'm sorry, in my car. And if mothers, you don't have a quiet time, you, you desperately need it. That's when God clearly, clearly, so clearly speaks to me. And I'm in my car driving to work. I don't turn on the radio. I've got my phone off. It's just an amazing time with God. And he began to show me how a mother's push impacts the kingdom and impacts our children. So if I could title my short message, I guess I would say the push of a mother. We have a very important role, not just in our home, but in the kingdom. If we don't raise a generation, where, where are they going to be? So it's not only in the home, but you have to raise them for later. You can't raise them for the now. You have to instill for the later so that when they are grown, and I'm sure Loretta can speak on that. I can't yet. But when they're outside the home, they have to live in a society that isn't like our home, right? So as, I, as I'm, God's showing me what I'm supposed to do as a mother, he so clearly said you have a push as a mother, I'm like, well, yeah, can you expound on that? You know when God gives you a word and you're like, okay, uh, more, please? Can you help me out there? So God showed me when a seed is planted inside of you, it is your body immediately kicks into mother bear mode, right? Our bodies immediately begin doubling our volume and blood. Our heart rate increases. Our lung capacity, how much we breathe in and out, increases by 40%. Your blood volume doubles. So immediately God puts this seed in you and our bodies immediately kick in to mama mode, right? We don't don't do that. It's in our DNA. And I think about that spiritually. When God gives you a seed for your children and a seed for your promise, why do we not immediately, why does our spiritual DNA not immediately kick in? Why do, we, why do we delay cultivating our seed that God gives us? If he's given us a, a seed in the natural, he gives us seeds in the spiritual, why are we not immediately kicking in and fasting and praying and, and delivering what our seed needs? It's, it's an immediate DNA that God instilled in our mothers. And if God tells you that your child is struggling with self-image and addiction and he's going to bring that child through that promise, why are you not trying to cultivate that promise to fulfill it? And so I'm thinking about these things. I'm thinking about what God's showing me, and I'm like, that's so true. Here I am, and I'm like, what do I do? And God's like, I've given your body and your spiritual DNA everything you need to raise your children, everything. But we think of it on a natural, not a spiritual. And so then, after your seed is planted, you go into these nine blissful months of pregnancy, right? And they say it's nine. It's really ten, ladies, right? Or it feels like 10 years sometime. And, you know, as you're going through, how many, know that you're, how many people know that your seed has a weight attached to it? In the natural as well. So as you get your seed, you start, you start gaining weight. A spiritual seed has a weight attached to it. It has a responsibility as a mother that you are supposed to help your child along through their seed to their promise. And so my, as God's showing me this, I'm like, there's a weight attached to it. And the weight attached to it is comparable to the impression it'll have on your family. If you think about it, you gain a lot of weight during pregnancy, but it has the most impression on your heart and your family. It's something you'll never forget. If you throw a, a dumbbell, a huge dumbbell, I don't know, 50 pounds, and you throw it in the sand, does it not leave a big impression? But if you throw a paper clip, you probably won't even notice it's there, right? So if God's given you a seed with a weight, it's going to leave a big impression. And if you don't push on that seed, your impression won't be as great. You, it, your weight is comparable to the impression it'll be on your family. And as I'm thinking about 
pregnancy and the weight gain and how, you know, it's tired and it's uncomfortable and, you know, you sleep the best you've ever slept, that's sarcasm. And, you know, you feel so cute, that's sarcasm. And you just, you know, it's just an uncomfortable time, right? But at the same time, God is giving you the biggest blessing you will ever have. And if you look at that in the spiritual, if you're cultivating your seed, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you can't give up. As a mother, our bodies and our, our nature is not to just, oh, well, I'm not going to grow a baby today. You can't do that. You have to cultivate your seed constantly in the natural. If God says that your child is struggling with addiction, you have to keep growing and cultivating and watering and praying and fasting and seeking God to grow that seed so that they can have their promise. There's not a day that motherhood stops. And Loretta can speak to more on that, but you, you can't. There's no day that you, there is no day that you can just rest and say that, you know, I'm just not going to pray for my kids today. They're perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. Or there's not a day where you clearly see a problem and you don't spiritually attack that issue. There's no half-hearted push for a mother. If you're in labor, there is no half-hearted push for you to get your promise. And so I feel like that spiritually, our push as a mother is so important. And so after that nine months of, of awesomeness, then somebody looks at you and says it's labor time. And you're like, didn't I go through that? I mean, that was like 10 months. I should be done now. And they're like, no, if you're like me, mine was two days. And you're like, God, whew, come on now. But who knows that God's time, timing is perfect. And he says that he grows your child at the rate that you can handle it, but also at the rate your child can handle it. And so your seed is cultivating at the exact rate that God says that it needs to grow. So as you're going through this uncomfortable period, remember that it's all part of God's timing. He can't do it faster. If he did it faster, you would suffer. Your promise would suffer. He's got, to, he's got to build on your seed. He's got to build on your promise at the exact rate that he says it can. And so, you know, the doctor looks at me, and he's like, all right, well, you're in labor, and it goes on for two days. And then you get to the point where they're like, okay, are you ready to push? And you're like, no, I'm tired, right? When you see your seed about to be fulfilled, it's the most weary and tiring time. And then God looks at you and says, just a little more. And, and you think that you don't have it in you, but how many mamas know you could be in labor for 10 days and you would still find the energy to push out your blessing. And so you get all the energy inside you and you push and your promise is fulfilled. And when your promise is fulfilled, as I see that in my mind, I was surrounded by my moms and the midwives and my husband, and I see, you know, everybody's crying and I'm crying because it's over and they're crying because, you know, it's a blessing. And I'm like, I don't even see him. I'm just glad it's over. So, but who knows <laughs> that once your promise is here, you don't forget. You don't forget the pain that you went through, but you, it all goes away. You go from pain to joy. You go from, from weariness to happiness and rejuvenation. And who knows that a lot of mothers would do it all over again just to have another blessing. And as your seed for your, I want you to look at this in the spiritual, as your seed for your child becomes delivered, 
You don't remember those nine months, and you don't remember how hard you worked, and you don't remember how long you had to water and pray. You remember, but you would do it all again if they were delivered from whatever they were trying to do. And so I just want to say today that although it may not look like your seed is harvesting, it is. It really, really is. Your seed is is coming to fruition. And if God has told you, God gave me this vision too, and it may just be me because I'm from Tennessee. But has anybody been from a truck pool? been to a truck pool where the you know the trucks are like no I can beat you no I can beat you and they have a chain attached to it and they use their horsepower as much as they can to to break that chain who is our chain breaker if if you don't use all the horsepower you have the chains will not be broken off of your life and not only that if if the push if the mother doesn't push I don't get my promise my son wouldn't have his promise and your husband wouldn't have his promise it is, it is all created in your family. The push of a mother, you have to go as hard as you can for that chain to be broken. There's no time to stop. There's no time for weariness. There's no time for, well, this isn't God's plan. It is God's plan for your child to be delivered from alcoholism, depression, anything they're dealing with, pornography, sexual immorality. It is God's plan. And if God has told you that and has given you that seed and you don't push on that seed, it won't be cultivated not only for your child, but for you and your husband as well. And a push of a mother is so important. And it's, I w- as I'm reading my Bible, I'm thinking about how we do grow weary, moms, right? We get tired of laundry and Sometimes we get tired of even praying, and we get so busy. And you know, as a, as a seed, your child, when you're pregnant, your child gets the best of everything you eat. So if I eat a hamburger, my child would get the protein, I would get the fat. Your child, as a seed, gets the best of everything that you eat. Do our kids not deserve our leftovers? They do not deserve our leftovers. And as a seed in your natural, if God designed your body not for your child to get leftovers, then why would he in the spiritual? We get home and we're tired and we see that they've been bullied at school or we see that they're struggling with something and then we're like, well, I'll just, I'll deal with it later, you know, or you say a quick prayer and you're, but that's not the push of a mother. That's not how God designed it. God designed it for you to give them the best of everything that you are, the best of everything that you can pray, the best of everything that you can you can give to your child they don't deserve the leftovers and we just believe that this quick this quick pace motherhood is going to do it and this half-hearted push is going to do it and it's not it's not and as I, I was thinking about how we grow weary and we go tired God showed me Moses leading the Israelites away from Pharaoh did you know that there was over 600,000 people that he was leading 600,000, and the Bible says, over 600,000, and the Bible says he led by pillars of cloud in the day, pillars of fire by night. Manna from heaven parted the sea, but yet we think that God can't provide a promise for our children and for our husbands. That is crazy to me to think that we can read the Bible and read all these magnificent stories of God and we can see what he's done for us in the past, but we can't look to the future and say, God, we know that you can do this and we know that you have plans for our children's life and you can persevere for your child. It's just crazy to me. And then 
You know, Joshua sends um, the two spies to Jericho, and they go to Rahab's house, a prostitute, right? Not that we're any better for a prostitute, but if God can use a prostitute, can he not use a mother to save our children and to believe for them and to believe for that? And I just, I, I guess that's just what I'm trying to say. I just want to encourage you to not stop pushing, not believing. Laura, you keep believing. You keep pushing. You're going to be a mom. And if you're not a mom, and God's given you that promise, does the Bible not say to, to multiply the earth? He, that's, that's his dream for you. That's his promise to you. You push on it. You believe in it. You, you cultivate it. If, you're, if your body can do it, our natural bodies can do it. God has designed women to have a push that is like none other in our home. And it is so important to make sure that that is your main ministry and your main focus and keep pushing. And I know that God is going to deliver for your children. I just, I know it and I believe that you can push and you can believe and you can expect because I know that God's going to do it. And I just want to encourage you today to keep pushing. There is no stops as a mom. There is no stops. And if you don't have a mom, see that as a passing of the torch. She did her part. She pushed. And God said it was time for her to go, and now it's your turn to keep pushing for your family. If, if, you're, if your um, child is married, push for, for their, their kids, their grandchildren, their spouse. That's a covenant, and you need to believe for your children as well as your in-law children. And no, we don't have issues. I hope nobody thinks that. This is not towards our family. Um, I mean, we have our own issues, don't get me wrong. But... Not in that aspect, okay? But just keep pushing for your family. See, see that you have a push as a mother, that, that you have an important ministry, the, one of the most important ministries to raise our next generation. I'm so proud of the moms in here that are. And I just, I'm grateful for everyone. And if, you, if you're struggling pushing, nobody can push for you, right? You, you alone can push, but you can surround yourself with some cheerleaders that know what it feels like to push, right? You can surround yourself with mothers that know that burden, that know what it feels like for to have your child struggling, and there's nothing you can do but push. And you get weary, and they, they can't push for you, but they can be there to give you some, literally through the blood, sweat, and tears, give you some, some spiritual food and give you some guidance and, and encourage you and pat you on the back. And, and I pray that if you don't have a spiritual cheerleader that you get one because it's so important. And mothers, we can push but we need some cheerleaders on our side to, to say keep going. And I guess that's what I'm trying to convey today is keep going. Vicki, if you wouldn't have pushed, if you wouldn't have pushed, you wouldn't have been able to give your testimony a couple of days ago. Keep pushing. Don't give up. It, motherhood is never, there is no end. Keep going and fighting for your children and believe that you can go from carrying your seed to having your promise for your whole family, not just for you, for your whole family. Thank you for letting me speak. Well, Amber and I didn't rehearse anything, but um, I, I was thinking how, you know, our thoughts coincide. Um, because I'm a very simple-minded person, I guess, because God really has to get down on my level <laughs> to make me understand things sometimes. And uh, let me first say that I love flowers. Little flowers, big flowers, I just love flowers. And I love getting out early in the morning, and there's just something about going out and, you know, smelling the smells. And 
uh, I love working with flowers. And I guess, you know, always when we first begin to hear this time of the year about Mother's Day, we begin to reflect, you know, and we're bombarded with ads, you know, about Mother. And um, like I say, God has to really get down to my level. And I begin to think that um, bringing up children is sort of like having a flower garden. Um, you begin to prepare your soul. And when you learn that you're pregnant, uh, you begin to prepare. And there's things you have to do. You have to buy car seats and you have to buy diapers and all those other things. And um, like in a garden, you have to prepare your soul. And comes the time when you can plant your seed or you go to the nursery and you get your little flowers and they're so tender and you have to be so careful when you plant them. And you get everything done, and they begin to grow. And you go out every day, you look, you know, and they're growing, but they're still tender. And, but the days go by, and they keep growing. And then suddenly you go out one day, and you see that the weeds have popped up. Big time. And this is, um, I guess, about the age of fifth, sixth, seventh grade. You know, you can hold your children close when they're very young. But, you know, when they begin to get into middle school and high school, um, it's a whole different story. And I compare this to the weeds. And if you ever garden any, you know, the weeds get a head start. And... The plants are so very tender, but those weeds, they can grow anywhere. And if you've ever noticed, if you've ever done much gardening, those weeds will get right in next to your flowers, just as close as they can. And you have to be so careful plucking those weeds out. And um, i just like to say that, you know, in, in my reflections... It's like Amber said, just keep pulling those weeds. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation.